The feminist movement has been influential in bringing change for gender equality in a lot of countries. While some may argue that achieving equality has always been on the Pacific region's agenda before the rise of feminism, more young Pacific people are forming social justice groups and advocating for women's rights. One of these groups is Brown Girl Woke, founded and led by Malesu Doris Tulifau, who spoke with Susanna Suisuiki and began by explaining how she started the initiative. So Brown Girl Woke is a non-profit. Um, it started in America when I was in university um, on social justice issues for young girls that were brown, especially during the time um, I started it in 2015, 2016, before the Trump administration, where a lot of uh, brown people were getting deported and a lot of my family was getting deported and we didn't even know the laws. So that's where woke came from. It was a trending word at the time to know to know your surroundings, to know what's going on in government, in law, in your own life. And that's how I started Brown Girl Woke. I was finishing my PhD and moved to Samoa to do work on ending violence against women and girls because I'm also a survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, there's not enough data in America, which is the same thing in New Zealand and Australia for Samoans or for Pacific Islanders. So I thought... That I could come back, spend a semester, and do research here in Samoa on domestic violence and um, sexual abuse. And when I came over, I seen that there wasn't any platforms for youth to speak on any taboo issues. So I started uh, Brown Girl Woke here in 2018. Thank you for that. I understand um, the Samoa Feminist Forum took place back in September. In your opinion, what does feminism look like in Samoa, given the strong cultural and religious obligations? For someone, um, for someone context, because I knew it was, it was actually the first national feminist forum to be here. I was kind of scared to do it. At the same time, I wanted to make sure that people understood that for feminism, especially for the Samoan context, is something that everyone holds. A, everyone holds the mother, a woman. In high standards, we've lost that during colonization, during Christianity, where women has always been leading the family, taking care of the family. We see that in every role. We've seen it during COVID, that the mothers were the ones that were taking care of the families as people lost jobs. So for me, it was making sure that they understood that what feminists, what feminists, what feminists meant in Samoa. It's not saying that women should take over a male perspective or men, period is that women have lead roles and to make sure that we see that and we appreciate it and we give value to it. Thank you. What's been some of the difficulties that you've experienced since starting up Brown Girl Work? Uh, definitely because um, Samoa is still a very patriarch country. Um, being a young woman doing this work and also having young women as advocates, we still get seen as, you know, um, the girls should be, you know, serving and um they should always uh be the ones like well yeah be the ones serving and taking care of everybody instead of having a voice or having any space to speak so um it, it has been difficult for us to be in uh probably platforms that are like in the government or in with the ministries we're still doing really grassroots work we've only we're only four years old but still we've been as as a lot of work we've done in the schools and and in the community, it still hasn't given us the space in the government for us to speak up more for the youth. And we're the only youth organization um, that's youth-led in Samoa. So from the beginning of Brown Girl Work um, 
till today, what's been some of the changes that you've seen among the Samoan community that you serve? Uh, especially with um, the work that we do with the, um, so we do a lot of work with families uh, that are vulnerable. Um, we've been doing, making sure that our connections to America, New Zealand, Australia, that people can uh, donate to our organization and we go out and make sure that we can help families throughout the year. And we've learned that through the measles and through COVID. Um, through our feminist movement and uh, making sure youth are, uh, know their human rights, it's been a huge change because I know a lot of schools uh, never had people come in or had conversations on their human rights as kids, that they do hold power and they can't speak up. And um, we've had a lot of schools message us even today to make sure that we are in their um, curriculum for the rest of the year to come in and talk about safety programs. We know a lot. there's a lot of uh, sexual abuse in Samoa and domestic violence. Uh, they're preparing us to go into schools. Um, so that's, that's something new for us that schools actually want us in. Usually when we first started in 2008, um, 18, they would never let us come into the schools because they thought we were promoting, you know, suicide, promoting taboo issues. And now they're understanding that we need to have these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So last question, how does feminism benefit the Pacific region? It benefits to making sure that uh, women know they're important and their value. And I see that a lot with uh, the work that we do with any violence against women and girls. We still think we have to sacrifice all the time. And not understanding that sacrifice is power, our bodies is power, and that sacrificing means we're leading the, we're, we've been leading this role for a long time. So making men understand the sacrifices of women and that that is feminism, the equality, that staying at home moms that take care of the land that take care of our kids is no different from someone making a six-figure job. You wouldn't be possible without us taking care of our land and our homes. So uh, that's what feminism looks like to me in the context of the Pacific.